Oasis Church Chicago, my name is Becca Schaefer, and I'm so excited to welcome you to our podcast and introduce our new series, In This Place. To supplement this evangelism-focused series, we interviewed five different people in our body to learn how they share the gospel in their day-to-day lives. We hope these stories leave you feeling inspired and equipped to step out into our city and connect others to the life-giving presence of Jesus. Ollie, it's so fun to get to be here with you today and get to talk about sharing the gospel. You work in the financial and tax arena and have found being able to share the gospel in a lot of social spaces and being the only Christian in those spaces and kind of like debunking what people normally think of as a Christian. Can you share more about that? Yeah. So it's really interesting because I think the season of life I'm in, prior to the season of life I'm in right now, I was surrounded by people who were believers, which is a wonderful space to be, edifying, really beautiful in your faith. But I found myself predominantly in spaces where people don't know Jesus, right? And so it's interesting kind of having a bird's eye view to see how people view the church um, who are not in the church or who would normally not step foot in the church and really getting to be a listener, to be a watcher, to be an observer, but also not hide my identity as as a Christian, as a woman of God, right? And so it's been really beautiful kind of starting off as me, Ollie, and people getting to know that I am also Ollie and I'm also a believer and I also love Jesus and how that shifts people's perspective is what what, I, what I'm kind of what the box that I should have fit in and I don't fit in that box, right? How have you found the perspective shift? What's that perspective? Yeah. So the thing that's been really interesting to me is that people don't expect me to not judge them. They don't expect me to love them. They expect me to criticize and to nitpick at who they are because it's so different from the way I live my life. But what I've what has come up often is that you love me so well, and that opens the door to conversation of getting them, get, allowing them to know why I love well, why I don't judge them, right? How, why I see them the way they are, right? Um, and the love of Jesus is why we are all here today. It is the transformative power of Jesus that I get to share with them in a way that isn't, hey, here's a track and this is who Jesus is, right? I get to live my life and be a representative of Jesus. And that speaks a lot louder than any words I could say. Wow. Has there ever been moments where you've been nervous to share or like hesitated a little bit? All the time, all of the time, all of the time. But I think what I have found is that barring my reputation, right? It's his name on the line. It's not mine. And I get to show him and it's not my responsibility for, I'm not responsible for the salvation. I get to plant a seed and he gets to water. And so the pressure is off of me. I just have to be obedient. And I think when I think about it that way, I'm like, okay, Lord, how can you use me today? How do I show up, right? And so it, it takes the pressure off of performing and just being a vessel and, and just being obedient and flowing with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what are some ways that you show up in a sense or like prepare to show up? Yeah. So preparation, that's that's a really good question. So like I mentioned before, I maybe I did mention this actually. I used to think about evangelism as this I am going to make sure I have all the scriptures ready and I'm going to show up to a stranger and be like, do you know Jesus? What is your what is your faith walk? Have you heard about the Lord? And in talking to the Lord and kind of what I would do is before I would leave my house, I would say, Lord, how do you want me to show up to people? And nine times out of 10, he would say, I want you to love them. 
I'm like, okay, love and, love and, love and. And he's like, no, why are you discounting the power of my love, right? Because I thought that I had to perform. Like I had to, this is who Jesus is. This is a scripture. And it's like, no, people have seen that and experienced it and have been turned off, right? And then seeing them as human beings on projects, right? They're people that are designed in his image who he wants to call to him, right? And I get an opportunity to be, I may be their only encounter with Jesus, right? And so the preparation for me is, Holy Spirit, I want to show up the way you want me to show up. So if that means I'm going to sit down and listen and shut up. I'm like, okay, thank you. Let me pray for you, right? Or love on them and say, hey, listen, like, I see you. I don't judge you. How can I walk, walk through this with you? Or if it gets an opportunity for me to share what the Lord has done in my life and how I've overcome something similar that they're going through, and that also opens the avenue, right, for me to talk about the Lord. So a lot of it is relationally and a lot of it is let holy spirit led because like i said it is the holy spirit that convicts it is not me yeah right that's so beautiful how have like you seen the holy spirit come through in a sense where you were nervous yeah so there was a moment where so i had a friend that was dropping me off home and we got to my apartment and we live very different lives and i've seen people look at her differently people that don't know jesus as well like oh that's that's that girl. Oh, she's so problematic. And so I was hypercognizant not to be that person. So we were in the car. And so she was talking to me about her life. And she was like, Ollie, I'm sharing this with you because I know you love me. I know you won't judge me. And so she was dealing with a lot of self-image issues. So have you ever dealt with that? I'm like, girl, how much time do you have? And so I walked her through my process of feeling self-worth. And that had wholly to do with the Lord giving me a vision of how he saw me. I was like, okay, what words do I use to say this? How do I make it? And Lord, was it just say exactly as I did did for you? And so I said that, I'm like, listen, this is this is how I learned that I was worthy, not because of the way I look, it's because of what he did for me and how he sees me. And so she was like, um, you know, I've always really wanted to go to church and I always wanted to really know that spiritual side, but I've never had the opportunity. I'm like, you know what? Can I pray with you? I pray the same prayer that I prayed for the Lord to show me who I'm supposed to be. And we entered into that conversation and I prayed with her and you could see something lift, right? And if I was too scared about my reputation, about, oh, I'm another Bible thumper, we wouldn't have entered into this really beautiful space where the Lord was. And I believe he was so present in that, in that moment. Wow. That's so beautiful. That's incredible. How, or I guess, how would you encourage someone that was maybe nervous to say that or someone who was in that position, but how would you encourage them? People want you to show up as you are, right? They don't want some like fabricated performance-based interaction. And if you are authentic, people will feel that. They may not understand everything you're saying, but they will see you as a human being, right? And then the Lord will use that and he will speak to them, right? greater than any words, any articulate speech I could have, right? He can speak and he can move and not allowing, I should say, not putting him in a box, right? And not putting expectations that may not even be there, right? So oftentimes I would stop and not do anything because I'm like, what if I look like this? Who cares? Who cares? Right? Who cares? That's so good. I feel like like sometimes I get like all tripped up of like, Oh, well, people think and stuff, but just like, yeah, like I know how the Lord sees me. And like, when you know that the Holy Spirit can move through that. And the one thing I will say in addition is that because you're on, you're building on the building blocks of a relationship, they know who you are, right? 
And so that allows them to be able to receive from you as opposed to some stranger being like, do you know Jesus? You are going to hell, right? That's not, uh, it's not, the Bible says his, his kindness that leads to repentance, right? And so we need to kind of shift the way we think about sharing the gospel, right? Has there been a moment where you've been nervous and not shared? And how have you seen that? Like, how did that affect your relationship with Oh, yeah. So many times. Like, for every one time I said yes, there are five times I said no, right? And I think oftentimes leaving those situations, I felt a lot of guilt, a lot of regret. Like, oh, my gosh, I am not being a good Christian. I'm not sharing, right? And when I would come to the Lord, I would feel a lot of shame. Like, I didn't perform. I wasn't who you wanted me to be. And in a lot of those moments with the Lord, in obviously I asked for forgiveness, right? And Lord, you know, forgive me, I didn't do whatever. But I felt his kindness. I felt his love and it was like, oh, it's okay. Get an oppor- another opportunity. Get another opportunity to say yes. Get another opportunity to say yes, right? And I feel like I get to experience him as father, right? Like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's another opportunity, right? So I do not feel, I think I used to feel a lot of condemnation it's like, no, it's okay. We get other opportunities to share the gospel. Wow, that's so encouraging. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Seriously, it's so encouraging. And I'm so excited. Thank you. 